friends, would you join me in a word of prayer as we open our hearts and our minds and center ourselves for this time of prayer and worship. Pray with me. Holy and gracious Lord, we ask you that you would guide us through this time together, this time of fellowship, this time of worship. Guide us through the scripture passage this morning that we would hear what you want us to hear, learn what you would want us to learn, and love how you would want us to love. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be good and faithful in your presence. Amen. Good morning once again, friends. A majority of you know me. You know me. You know my name. You know some of my story. You know my family. If you don't know me, you know someone sitting next to you. Someone joining you for online worship this morning. Maybe you recognize a name or a face in the Facebook comments this morning. Or you know me. But this morning I am going to introduce you to a woman who you do not know. A woman who we do not know. A woman whose name we do not know. A woman whose family we do not know. A woman whose story we do not know. But this morning, I'm going to expect that you care for this woman and this woman's story as you would care for someone you know. Because we are the people of God and this is what we do. Let me introduce you to the scripture and to this woman. There is a lot happening in the scripture this morning. Jesus is immediately approached after arriving on shore by a crowd. This man approaches him and says, My daughter is dying. Please help. There is another woman bleeding and suffering. She needs help. There are people left and right, people who joined Jesus on the boat, people who had met him on the shore, and there is nothing to break up this chaos. Nothing at all. Except Jesus notices something is different. Someone has touched his robe, his clothing. Jesus knows something holy is taking place. Let's talk for a moment about who this person was. Who was this person who reached out to touch Jesus? Who was this person that had the audacity to reach out and touch the incarnate God, God in the flesh? This person was a woman. This is the woman I'd like to introduce you to. We aren't told how old this woman is. We aren't told who she is. We don't know her name. We don't know her family. But we know this very intimate part of her story. This woman had been sick and bleeding for 12 years. Now, we don't know exactly why she was bleeding. Some Bible translations, some biblical scholars will call it hemorrhaging. Others will say they can pinpoint exactly what was wrong with her. I will not stand here and pretend that I know what was wrong or pretend to know what she was sick with. I'm not a doctor. I didn't study that. I studied theology and the Bible, and I was extremely lucky to pass 10th grade biology. So I don't know why she was sick. But I can tell you this. 
12 years is a long time for anything, but especially to be sick and bleeding and miserable for that long. This woman would have also been considered unwell. Naturally, she was sick, but she also would have been considered unclean meaning she wouldn't have been allowed to do certain things in her life. She wouldn't have been, a, been able to be around people, to dine with other people, to congregate with other people. She would have been ostracized by her community. On top of that, our scripture tells us that this woman had been to doctors, medical professionals of her time, and they had not made her better. Not only had they not made her better, they had made her worse. This woman had her condition worsened by people who were supposed to help her. I cannot imagine the excruciating pain and torment and ridicule that this woman dealt with for 12 years of her life. We can't know. We don't know. But we know this part of her story. That her experiences up until this point had led her to be so utterly desperate that she needed to do something so unthinkable for the time for a person like her. An unwell, unclean, unnamed woman thrown to the margins of her community. I think it's beautiful that we get to hear her thoughts in the scripture for just a second. In the first person, in verse 28, she thinks, if I can just touch his clothing, I will be healed. A woman that had been through so much agony for 12 years of her life, being thrown to the wayside of her community, trusting doctors who had ultimately hurt her, and this woman still believed and had no fear that Jesus would heal her. That is faith. We don't know who this woman is, but we know this part of her story. What did this mean for Jesus? What did this mean for the time period this was happening in? First and foremost, this unnamed woman was not brought forth to Jesus by a man, as would have been customary for the time. In the beginning of this scripture passage, we have Jairus. Jairus is a religious leader, and he comes to Jesus and says, My daughter is sick and dying. Now, Jairus's daughter and the unnamed woman are two different people. However, Jairus's daughter has a bit of an upper hand. First, she is brought forth. She is asked. Her father is asking for healing on her behalf. A named man, someone that the scripture names. We know who Jairus is. He's a religious leader of the time. He isn't taking care of her. It's most likely the women of his family taking care of her. But Jairus knows that him asking can get the job done. He's a religious leader after all. Our unnamed woman didn't have a man, nor a religious leader, nor anyone asking for healing on her behalf. Next, this touch between the unnamed woman and Jesus would have left Jesus ritually unclean. In the eyes of the public and the law, Jesus would have been considered ritually unclean. 
Jesus would not have been allowed to go about his day and perform rituals. He wouldn't have been able to dine with other people. Jesus would have been done for the day. That was it. So finally, we have come to the moment. The moment that this holy thing happens. Everything we've learned has led up to now. We have this woman who is unclean and unwell, unnamed, coming to Jesus without a man. She doesn't have a man or anyone asking for forgiveness on her behalf. She doesn't even ask for healing on her own behalf because she doesn't ask for healing. A woman thrown to the wayside, thrown to the margins of her community. Who could she have asked to bring forth her for healing by Jesus? Who would have listened to her had she come forth and asked for healing on her own behalf? This woman was disobedient to save her own life. She did something so unthinkable for the time. She approached Jesus secretly because of the socio-religious dynamics of the day and reaches out and touches Jesus' robe. And Jesus knows something has happened. He stops to figure out what is happening and those around Jesus in verse 31 say, don't you see the crowd pressing in on you, Jesus? And you stop to ask, who touched me? Those with Jesus question his decision to stop and acknowledge the act that this woman had done, the holy moment that this was for this woman. The people with Jesus didn't want to pay this woman any mind, but Jesus did. Jesus acknowledges what an act of absolute faith this is for this woman. Jesus acknowledges this unnamed, unclean woman living on the margins of her society. And what does it say Jesus did? Jesus listened to her story. The scripture says that this woman told Jesus the whole truth. Twelve years of her truth. I cannot imagine how long it took this woman to tell twelve years of her truth. But Jesus listens and tells her at the end, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go forth in peace, healed. Twelve years of agonizing pain was over because this woman was honest about the human condition that she lived in. She was honest with herself about her humanness. And Jesus listened to this marginalized woman, as he does with our marginalized, to those who are hurting in our community. Friends, we are not bleeding, but we are this woman. We know this woman. We have a name just as she did. We have a story just as she does. And this scripture reminds us that the holiest of things happen when we acknowledge the human condition we bring to Jesus. The most holy experiences happen when we acknowledge how human we are at the feet of Jesus Christ. Everything that makes us human, every part of our human condition. Jesus didn't tell this woman, 
I have better things to deal with than you. He listened to her. To her story, to her life. You could argue that Jesus already knew, even the smallest details. Jesus is God and God is all-knowing. But he listened. Just as he listens to us. The most holy parts of me are the most honest parts. The parts in which I am honest with myself about the human condition I live in. About the things that don't need fixing but reflect the humanity that I experience every day. That represent the unique experience we have as humans. The pain, the love, the compassion we experience. This woman was coming to God in her most holy form. The form of an honest, bleeding woman who was calling out for a savior, for anyone, someone to listen to her. And our savior did. Jesus stopped and healed and listened. Friends, we all have human parts of ourselves. I have human parts of me. I have stumbled over my words a few times in this sermon. I have typos in my manuscript. I sometimes get sweaty palms. I get anxious. I have mostly brown hair. These are just facts of life. Human parts of me, some good, some bad, some just neutral parts of my human condition that I live in. These are the things that bring us closer to God. Jesus listens to us, to all of the things that make us human. He listens to our marginalized people as he listened to that woman. He listens to our black, to our disabled, to our queer people who live, who have been kicked out, in, out of our community and live on the margins of our society. I see myself in this woman. I see all of us in this woman. I see our marginalized in this woman. As someone who carries burdens and baggage, we all carry burdens and baggage. Things that have been in there so long we have forgotten about. But Jesus stops and listens to these things. These human parts of ourselves that lead us to the most holy of moments. Jesus listens and Jesus heals. We are brought to holy moments in the most unholy and human of circumstances. Friends, I am honored to live in a body created in the image of our holy God that leads to holy experiences. I pray that like this woman, we may be honest about the human condition we live in, not to hate it or live in disdain for it, but to love it and bring it 100% openly to God. Lord, may it be so.